0: Welcome to the FSM Network, where we want to meet you where you're at, to provide spiritual growth through genuine conversation about today's culture, the teenage
1: experience, and God's Word. Yo! Welcome back to the FSM Network today. This voice is maybe a little bit different, so um, our, our fearless leader, our... Our normal host, Kayla, she's here today with us uh, on the levels, making sure all the all the ones and twos, and the ones and are twos. good to go. Uh, but this is Drew, your your fearless pastoral resident slash uh, <laughs> yes. podcaster, right? I'm back for another episode. I'm actually hosting today. Kayla decided that she would step back and give the boys the, the boys. boys the boys. A chance we, you know. to, uh, she, to to get after it today. She's so, trying to live
0: out the last shall be first. Yeah, right there. yeah, yeah. There you Thank go.
1: you, Kayla. All right. So the reason that we got the boys on here today, and I'll, I'll introduce them in just a second, is that we're going over over a fun topic the the Marvel universe, right? So we're going to talk a little bit a little bit about the movies, uh, a little bit about the comics, maybe, and then really just kind of talk about how the storytelling within the Marvel universe. Uh, can actually point us maybe a little bit to the Bible, maybe a little bit to the things of God, the things of the gospel. So um, if you're you're excited, then let's jump in. Maybe if you're skeptical, hang with us for a second. We'll show you how we can relate those things back to the gospel. So I want to introduce my guest today. So first up, we got your youth pastor,
0: Andrew Mastriano. What's up? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Excited about this topic this is really cool of um, course of yeah. course and then on
1: the other hand, we got uh, uh, my fellow pastoral resident making his FSM network debut. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm Ethan Tate, what's up bro?
2: What do you do man?
1: <laughs> Glad you're here man. Thank yeah. you for having me. All right so guys before we really get into the conversation, just to get the ball rolling, I want to hear a few things from y'all um, just to kind of kind of hear where you are. On all this Marvel stuff to kind of yeah. know whether I can trust you as a person or not. So what I want to hear is favorite hero, favorite villain, least favorite hero, least favorite villain, and then your favorite movie in the the MCU, the current iteration of the MCU that's ongoing right now. So let's start yeah. with Moss with your fave hero. Yeah, yeah. Let me hear it.
0: Favorite hero. Um, this is a tough one. Uh, I got to go with Thor. Okay, right. one I, I like the the originals, um, you know, because I'm older. I've been watching them since they first came out. Uh, he's one of the original. I think it's six. So, uh, and, and Thor, and it just quickly why Thor is uh, when Thor first steps on the scene, he is just this arrogant, prideful. Uh, l- literally in the MCU, he's a god. Like so, he sees himself as above everybody, and and then just the just his character development throughout, and that like he he realizes he goes through some suffering he goes mm-hmm. through some character mm-hmm. development and then he ends up becoming uh to the point where one he's funny yeah but two Hilarious. he uh he just he just doesn't take himself as seriously anymore and understands and cares for people uh far more so anyway yeah so okay. thor with a, with black panther being a really close second okay cool i need sustenance <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> all right e what about you who's your fave hero the
2: best superhero of all time one peter parker aka spider-man <laughs> yeah
1: it's yeah, debatable, but he's yeah, a he's not. a legend. It's hard to it's really hard to argue with that. Uh, for me, for my favorite, uh, I would probably have to go with Black Panther. Um, a big yeah. reason being that in the in the original like Black Panther movie, um, just for like the the fifteen or twenty minutes where it just kind of turns into a James Bond movie, mm-hmm. you know where they're, where they're like oh, in the yeah car so chase in Korea, yes. yeah. they're in the casino, oh the casino out, is yeah. so good, yeah. I just I just love that kind of thing. Um, and just for all kinds of other reasons, but yeah. that's that's well, one of my favorite. And just like his
0: his convictions, yeah. his ties to something that's bigger than himself, that's that's better than himself. Like, yeah. He, yeah, he just he embodies like what a what a king should embody.
2: He also had one of the best one liners in the, the history of the movie. Which I is? never Fleece. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> yes,
1: a good one. that's good. Yeah, Black Panther truly a a great movie. All nominated right. for best picture.
0: People people forget that. Yeah.
1: Um, all right, so favorite villain, what you got, Moss?
0: I, I, I mean, I gotta go with Thanos on okay. this, um, and and the reason why is because again, similar to Black Panther, in a much different way, he's got conviction, right? He he believes what he thinks, and he has uh, the conviction behind it to follow it through to the end, right? Even though I don't agree <laughs> with it, right? Uh, he would take it all the way to the end of uh, half the universe being snapped away, um, but he he just believes in what he believes, and so I I, I respect that.
1: That's true um so anyone who's listening to this if you're in a room with moss and there's maybe it's a little crowded maybe maybe just wonder what he's thinking maybe he wants half of you just i don't know just snap i don't know we'll see we'll see see. just be careful all right (laughs) all right ethan who you got for favorite villain my favorite villain is
2: definitely eric killmonger Mm, he was a strong personality he he had this swagger you know i think i got my swagger back (laughs) he had the vibe to him yeah and just his whole cause, I think, was cool, and mm-hmm. the fact that
1: he was an extremist, I loved it. Okay, yeah, and he's he's one of those in the same way that like he he really did have conviction, like Thanos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that he like truly had a point in a lot yeah. of ways. Now yeah. he he went about it in an extremist way and mm-hmm. in a way that hurt a lot of people. But he also had some really good points yeah. and was it really was, devoted. it was thoughtful. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 and. I really wish that they had not killed him off at the end of the first movie. I know, man. Or did they? Um, or did they, right? Yeah, we'll see. I've so okay. a lot of theories. Um, so R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman, yeah. o- obviously, yes. but also just R.I.P. Killmonger in the movies, but we'll see. We'll um, see. So now we're going to move on to a little bit of a downer. Your least
0: favorite hero. All right, this, this is going to be a shocker. Okay. I got some looks when I said this earlier. Iron Man is my least favorite hero. Man, bold. 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 Take, man. I know. I know it. Now – Respect to Iron Man starting off the whole Marvel Universe, but I just think he's so arrogant. He's so prideful. He only thinks about himself, Like, right? Like, he had the opportunity similar to Thor to be able to start off that way and then through time start to think more about others, which he kind of did. But, like, he just he's just too arrogant for me. Like I want to punch him in the face. Sorry, I, yeah. your your student pastor just said yeah. I wanted to punch somebody in the face, but it's uh, fictional, so I mean, it's okay. I'll
1: I'll I'll give that to you. At the very start of the MCU in the the original Iron Man, he's he's definitely an arrogant jerk. Yeah, right, totally. Um, but I think he's one of those guys who you see so much development as a person, as a mm-hmm. character, uh, to the point where at the end he's like a father in his own right. Uh, but also a father figure to, to Spider-Man, to Peter Parker. Yeah. So definitely some development there. Um, Ethan's excited about that. Yeah, I, so I Ethan, it. who you got for your least favorite hero?
2: I also might get some controversial looks for mine also, but I am going to say Captain America. <laughs> I despise him because he's a goody two-shoes and he does no wrong. <laughs> like, I understand you're a hero, but I want some dirt under your nails. I want a little <laughs> griminess to you. I understand you're from Brooklyn, and it's like, you know, I always get back up, but it's like you are too nice.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is what makes it. he's the golden boy, he's right? Sweet. Like yeah. he just—that's uh, why he becomes Captain America.
1: Yeah, so I can I can get that Captain America is not for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. Very very understandable. Um, oh, real quick, I will say I missed this earlier. My favorite villain is Loki. I think Killmonger is a close second for me. But just in light of the of the Loki TV series that just came out this past summer. Uh, I love that kind of stuff. I think he's a really compelling character who's always wrestling with who he thinks he should be versus who he actually is, who he wants to be, versus, versus what he's actually done to this point in his life. And then a series like Loki where you kind of um, are messing around with topics like predestination and free will and just stuff like that. Uh, I was a philosophy minor in college, and I think that if I had a show like Loki – when I was writing those papers in college for those classes, that maybe maybe my papers would have been a little bit more exciting
0: to read yeah. if I'd uh, maybe a Loki TV show to reference. Yeah. So all you all you students out there that are writing uh, philosophy papers, uh, go ahead yeah. and watch Loki, and you yeah. got ready-made material for you.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm, we'll yeah. keep we'll keep
0: going here. Which and let me say this on that is like that's so relatable, right? Yeah. Is like yeah. He, what the reason why Loki. Uh, become so like we we just fall in love with him is because the things that he struggles with we tend to struggle with yeah. yep. of like my identity and who I am versus who I think I should be and like that's that's super relatable and super um, just normal for us to be struggling through those and asking those questions yeah
2: and like the whole point of the show at the end was a big thing for him was he was struggling with the fact that he was tired of being alone mm-hmm. and yeah. that's what Sylvie brought mm-hmm. was introduced she was that. It was a weird love triangle piece, but she was his love interest, and he finally met somebody that he could trust and yeah. not betray at every given turn. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, for me, my least favorite hero, I would probably have to say Hawkeye. I just, I just don't get the appeal. <laughs> I don't get it. Maybe it's, maybe it's because he's in an environment that's like. Too powerful for him in yeah. the movies. Maybe what? in the comics, it's cooler. Ethan is distraught he's right just kind of like he's like it's cool. Like you can you can shoot arrows. Like Tom Brady <laughs> can throw a football into a net <laughs> or whatever. But like you know, just just it's cool. But I'm just not. I'm he's just not, not super about enough for you. Um, so let's hear this from you guys' least favorite villain.
0: Go for it, Ethan.
2: Least favorite villain. Um, I'm going to have to go with Ronin. We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we a little did. Really. I agree with that one. But he's. He's whiny, yeah. and it's also kind of like, he's that guy where it's like, you see him and it's like, why are you even here? Yeah, what is your purpose?
0: <laughs> well, and he's just motivated by revenge. Yeah. He's got no real, like, thought behind his, his, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, revenge is a thing, but, like, the other villains have so much thought behind why they are doing what they're doing that it's not just this little revenge plot. Like, um, and even, like, how Thanos just... Puts him down and says like you're a whiny baby like that's <laughs> I love that line yeah, I love that scene. Um, yeah.
2: He's the epitome of his levels to this. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, my least favorite villain is uh, Whiplash from Iron Man Two. Y'all remember oh, him? Yeah. yeah uh, way back in the day. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> yeah, Mickey Rourke. Um, he was just kind of I don't know. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Your your dad was was a scientist and you're also a scientist, but you're mean. Yeah, um, it's that's just, it. It just wasn't my thing. Um, all right, so last thing before we really get into the discussion, I want to hear your favorite movie from the current iteration of the MCU. So we'll hear, we'll go with you first, yeah.
0: Moss. Um, I I remember going to see this movie and I was not looking forward to it, but I was like, man, I'm invested in Marvel. I gotta go see it. And I went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, the v- mm. volume one, the first yeah, one. Yeah. And I was blown away. I was like, this was awesome. The yeah. scene when they're in the jail like, is one of the best scenes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Um, just is funny. It's thoughtful. It's witty. Um, and it, it develops the character so well, as well as having, as we talked about earlier, a great soundtrack. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Hard to argue with that. Mm-hmm. Ethan, what you
1: got?
2: Um, I was going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm going to be a rebel and go against Moss. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to say Infinity War, even though, it had probably the most painstaking moment for me as a Marvel fan, when the two words, when the words "Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good" were uttered. Mm, have you man. ever seen a grown man cry in a the movie theater? <laughs> if you were in that theater, it was me. <laughs> wow. So I have to go with Infinity War.
1: Okay, that's yeah. that's good. Um, one of those one of those moments where I wish I could have been a fly on the wall yes. just to see, just to see, just to see you dealing with that with that pain. But then he, maybe maybe when you saw Endgame and he comes back. Yeah. to see I'm to Scram see like the, the joy yeah. the joy <laughs> like pure yeah. joy yeah um for me i would say my favorite movie and this is maybe a low-key choice is the winter soldier movie um just because it's kind of like a mission impossible movie that's also a marvel movie yeah so love the hand-to-hand combat love the love the spy gadgets and the technology and stuff like that um, oh, that's
0: a great one. i feel like that movie was also just very pivotal in the Marvel it universe was, yes. because it, it changed it from it being these action blockbusters to now there was substance, behi- or substance, substance yeah. behind yeah. Um, what was going on and, and behind the characters and and what they were wrestling with. right? It moved it from just being a uh, superhero movie to like an actual valid movie.
1: Yeah, that's good. And just to talk about the storytelling mechanics in that way, I think is a, a cool way to transition into what we really want to get into, which is how this connects... To our, to our thoughts about God and um, how we can maybe see his overarching story in the midst of this kind of storytelling universe. So one thing that I just love about storytelling in general, whether it's books, TV shows, movies, whatever it is, is that they, they prompt us to kind of consider elements of the stories that they're telling, but within that, uh, elements of the overarching story that God is working on in our world and in our lives. I love to think about those things. Think about how those relate uh, to to whatever story it is that I'm absorbing on the screen or on the page. Um, but at the same time, we think about something like a a superhero universe like Marvel, and we say, "How is it that we can like connect this to to the gospel?" Right? Because mm-hmm. it's it almost seems like the premise of it is is kind of anti. Um, anti-gospel because yeah. it's not that it's not these people who are realizing that they're that they they're in need of something bigger than themselves at least initially it's all these people who become super powerful whether that's through like some kind of supernatural power or through some kind of crazy new technology or wealth yeah. that they've acquired uh, and so it's like really what they're doing is eliminating the need for a god or for some power that's greater than themselves because they're becoming so powerful mm-hmm. that it seems like they're almost at this point where they can eliminate their problems but that's not the way it actually works out right because time and time again we see that these guys no matter how powerful they become they just face bigger villains Mm -hmm. right and even when you eliminate the big bad dude the biggest villain in the universe you're just going to have another crew of villains that come in so you can defeat Thanos but that's just going to pave the way for for Kang the Conqueror or the Mandarin or Agnes the Witch to take their shot at you in in a fresh way so in that way, I think the MCU and really just comic book storytelling in general can help show us that we need something that's bigger and better mm-hmm. than us. That doesn't suffer from the same shortcomings, the same failures that we do, the same flaws that we do. They can come in and kind of correct our condition because yeah. as it is, no matter how powerful or how smart or how wealthy we are, we're never going to be able to eliminate those problems. So. Yeah. That being said, what I want to do now is invite you guys to share some of your favorite Marvel moments, maybe an overarching uh, overarching theory of how it all works uh, that have pointed you to truths about the about God and about the gospel. Yeah. So, Moss, we'll start with you. What you yeah. got for us? Well,
0: I, I got a couple. One that I didn't even think of until you were just saying that is just like even our own tendency to fall into that same uh, theory of reality of like if I just make myself bigger or better or more then I can overcome and I can conquer and then I don't have any issues but yeah. again just like you said the reality is like the bigger or better I try and make myself the, the more flaws I end up mm-hmm. seeing and the the bigger and worse my problems end up mm-hmm. getting so similar mm-hmm. to the, the heroes but um, yeah so I, I thought of that as you were saying that but one other theory that I've had is, and I think it's so beautiful, the, w- the way that Marvel has done this, and yes, I said Marvel did something beautiful, is that <laughs> um, they tell stories so well, but ultimately they tell a big story mm-hmm. so well. And what I mean by that is there's all these little um, individual stories, origin stories of different characters all throughout the MCU, where it's one person after another but then they connect all of those into this one big, what's called a meta-narrative that tells one big story that's all connected together. And as I've thought about that, that, that's exactly what your Bible does. Our Bibles are the exact same way. It's this individual stories of individual characters that ultimately are telling this one big story of God and his redemptive plan in the universe, which I think is so beautiful. And I think Marvel doesn't even mean to do that, Mm -hmm, but just by the nature of the way God has uh, orchestrated and woven the universe like we can't help but tell God's story even when we don't want yeah to, right sure.
1: like they may they may not even know that they're telling a story that resembles God's story but they're they're telling the story that's encoded into us all yeah absolutely. Um, from from our creation absolutely. yeah yeah uh, Ethan what you got for us
2: so I'm going to talk about the whole aspect of suffering and how We've talked about Off-Air, where God puts us through suffering to mature us, to mature our faith and mature us in our walk in with Christ. And I'm looking back towards Spider-Man Far From Home, where Peter was suffering from the loss of Tony, and he was going through this whole aspect of like, am I still good enough to be Spider-Man? Am I still good enough to keep the namesake of Tony yeah. Stark? Like, he gave me the technology, he mm-hmm. gave me the Eden glasses. And then he also went through the form of suffering of being played by Mysterio yeah. and putting his ultimate trust in him. And it's a beautiful picture of like how he went through that suffering. And then, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful scenes to me is when they're on the plane and Happy is like, so what are you about to do? And he's like, pull up all the tech and they're showing all the out- outlines of the tech suits that Tony mm-hmm. made for him. And then, like they hit they hit the ACDC from the old Tony Stark, and it's like, oh my God, this <laughs> is amazing, I don't know. yo! And it's like just to see him go through that transition, then ultimately defeat Mysterio and all of those drones and like avert a global crisis. It was just beautiful, and I think that's the ultimate like circle of suffering, where it's like you go through something hard and something difficult, something that you don't want to go through. And it builds you up to potentially overcome something that you might not even know that was on a, that was coming.
1: hmm Yeah. That's really good. And we talk about how there's this this arc of suffering. There's this there's this arc of maybe sacrifice. And I think Moss, you were talking about it. Yeah, even a little yeah bit as you say sacrifice.
0: Um, yeah. like this one of the biggest connections to me, and and it's it was kind of the crescendo of uh, phase three and everything that Marvel had done to that point where they have Infinity War and what happens in that that movie where um, Thanos, it looks like Thanos has won the day and half of the known universe is snapped away and it looks like evil has conquered and then you come back in Endgame and then you see that it ultimately ends up even though he's my least favorite hero it ends up with Iron Man <laughs> being the one right, that would sacrifice himself in order to yeah. save he all the redeemer. Yeah. He's he, in a lot of ways, the redeemer. And like, you yeah. can't, if you have any understanding of your Bible and Jesus, like you can't see that and not think of Jesus, no. right? Mm-hmm. The the willingness to suffer and sacrifice myself for the benefit and good for everybody else. So by him suffering and sacrificing, he is saving others. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which is it, beautiful and points us back to the gospel.
1: Yeah. And in that way, it can even teach us that, um, living for the good of others is ultimately maybe more fulfilling than living just for the sake of ourselves yeah, for the totally. good of ourselves yeah. and that's that's a key truth i think in the christian walk yeah totally like
0: well. jesus would say that you pick up your cross daily and deny yourselves yeah like that's that's where you find life right yeah. whoever yeah, would totally. seek to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake yeah. will find it yeah,
1: yeah for sure for sure yeah. um yeah i think that that is i think that's so good and just the the idea that we talked about earlier where people in the who are doing this storytelling in the marvel universe they're they're ultimately telling a story that that calls us back to god's story just because as people we can't help but tell that story because that that is the story that god has given us to tell it's like it's there it's deep down in our Mm -hmm. souls uh at the end of the day no matter what and so that being said when you're watching a movie when you're watching an episode on disney plus mm-hmm. as it seems like we're doing yeah, a lot of right, right. now um, Every yeah yeah for <laughs> real um so when you're watching that maybe you see um in the earlier like iron man movies uh tony stark struggling with the the absence and the the death of his father and see and just seeing him struggle with that well that can help us be reminded that we're ultimately in need of a good father who can shepherd us and guide us along Amen. the way. Amen. Um, when you're seeing, I don't know, when you're seeing someone like Captain America um, willing to jump on a grenade for the good of the rest of his regiment, like you can see how sacrifice is a is a virtuous thing to do. And it's ultimately modeled perfectly in Christ. Um, when you see someone like Spider-Man, who Ethan talked about, like growing becoming who he was truly meant to be and working through all the bumps and the bruises and the Mm -hmm. trials and the crises to get to who he was truly meant to be. You're not just seeing that happen for the sake of Spider-Man, even Mm -hmm. though it is dope. Like I'll I'll give you that all day long. I love watching him fly around and, and even go through the awkwardness of being a teenager. You're also just really seeing, uh, what it looks like to, to be sanctified in some way.
0: Totally. And and I was going to say like, even with that, every single one of the heroes, and even the villains in a lot of ways, uh, at least the good ones, um, <laughs> the the better villains, yeah. they all go through this process of growing and maturing, yeah. like they're all in process. Yeah. Nobody is perfected, nobody stays stagnant. And that, there's something that we relate to in that because none of us are stagnant, none of us are just where we are, we're all in process and God is sanctifying us He's growing us. He is using things like suffering and sacrifice to mm-hmm. make us more and more like Him. But ultimately, yeah. we need Him to come and step in and be the one that sacrifices for us. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, I even think about like y'all remember at the end of Thor Ragnarok yeah. when when they're ha- they're gonna have to to let to let Asgard be destroyed, right? And he uh, he says that. Asgard is is not a place, it's a people. Yeah, right? And that just kind Come of that's, that's just kind of like that's indicative the, yeah. of I mean that's the most youth pastor thing of all oh, time. Yeah. 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 To be like, to that one. That Yeah, was good. I know, right. Um I just couldn't help but think of that when it. I when I saw that originally. Yeah. Um so I think it's just so clearly uh so clear for us to see that Marvel storytelling and this is true of all kinds of storytelling but we're talking about Marvel today just because of how popular it is, how mm-hmm. much some of us are into it right now, Yeah, uh, but we could do this for all kinds of different things. But the storytelling that we're seeing on screen, on the page, in the comic books, on Disney+, Plus, whatever it is, uh, you're, you're really seeing people point back to the gospel, whether they realize it or not. And granted, not everything points us directly back to the gospel. Not everything is like an allegory that can relate back to Christ. I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to say that. You can enjoy your mm-hmm. movie without without trying to look for that at, in every scene, and every turn of the page. But at the same time, just understand that the stories that you engage with, the entertainment that you engage with, um, it can help you begin to think more about God and mm-hmm. how he's working in your life, how he's working in the lives of those around you. Yeah. yeah. You guys got anything else, anything, else, any other connections no, you want to share? No, I mean, share? just
0: even with that, it's like uh, I think so often we can kind of put Christianity or our, or our walk with Christ in a box and kind of set it aside and compartmentalize it and say, well, I'm this is my entertainment time, so I'm going to do this part, oh, and then yeah. later I'll come back and do my the Christian time and do that part, and just how, like, God has woven yeah. his story and his love and his goodness into creation, and so there is yeah. no time where you can be a part uh, uh, separated yourself from god's love and grace and goodness and you can see it in everything if you if yeah. you have your your eyes open to be able to see it and, and look for it yeah especially the things that are good and beautiful right yeah any good story is ultimately telling the story of god's goodness and mm-hmm. grace mm-hmm.
2: and i just think that it's a great way to show that god uses all people of all forms like yeah. Like we bring up Tony Stark in the beginning of Iron Man, he was a billionaire playboy philanthropist that nobody <laughs> liked, yeah. and then he's the guy that makes the ultimate sacrifice for the sake of the universe. Totally. You have Thor, who's an obnoxious god who yeah. drinks beer all the time and <laughs> yeah. just gets in the shouting matches with people. You yeah. have Steve Rogers, who, like I said, I can't stand him, but he's the golden boy. Yeah. <laughs> um. You have Peter Quill, who's a guy who's in a time where in a time frame of life where it's like. Why are you here? You're weird. You're listening to this old music. Nobody understands you. Doesn't fit in. Doesn't fit in. But he's, at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, he's the reason that they defeated Ronan because he was a – I forgot the words. I think he was a sentinel being. Mm -hmm. that The energy of the Infinity Stone could go through him to be used against Ronan. You -hmm. also have guys like Drax, who's just a plain weirdo. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, but God – in their store, like they, everyone knows stores were used
1: just like God can use everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Amen. Yeah.
1: That's good. And so I guess what we're seeing ultimately is that as we engage with culture, um, as you engage with, with, you know, entertainment, with maybe even things that are outside of culture and entertainment. So maybe you're thinking about what you do at school, what you do if you play sports, what you do if you play music, um, we, we tend to think of things as either sacred or secular, Mm -hmm. Right, but ultimately there's something sacred in everything that yes. you do, especially if you're following Christ. There's always something to be found that is that is of the Lord and is of that pursuit. And so I hope that you guys are able to to see that as you engage with Marvel's content and really any storytelling content that you get into um, in this in this period of your life. So we'll wrap it up there. But one more thing I gotta ha- I gotta hear from you guys um, is I want to hear you do your best. I am group. Alright So Moss We're gonna have you go
0: Here we go You ready for it I am Groot Okay oh, nice good. Nice I nice good. I think we would give that, like uh, that
1: Maybe one. maybe a 7 out of 10 Oh come on Okay cool No that's I, that's I, good I was That's like good Dude if you're and playing and baseball You're golden 7, golden. seven golden. out of yeah, yeah, Hall Hall 10 sure. Alright alright Now let me Now let me hear this From, from my boy Ethan I am Groot oh, Okay that was strong That was strong Okay <laughs> like That was good That might be the 10 That might be the one We were looking for I don't have headphones That's why I have practice
0: Yeah. (laughs) all right uh hey go go for it drew no you don't get out of that oh okay 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 okay. you gotta get that so
1: i just i don't know we'll see about this i am groot
0: it was a little low it was a little like no that's okay that's okay my my voice is a little bit for me Uh, teenage
1: teenage Groot. i am groot (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. So who's going to do Baby Groot? <laughs> I don't know Is if I've got can, that can in Can Baby
0: you. Groot even say, I am Groot? <laughs> there we go. Yes. I love All right. This we're going to so cut it off there before <laughs> yeah. it devolves yeah. any further.
1: All right. Uh, so FSM, thank you for tuning in once again. I hope this was good for you. I hope that you were able to, to relate a little bit more to the Lord in your hearing of this. And we'll see you next week.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having us. We love you. Peace. Peace out.